Hi, Cherise here with a special announcement. You can now enjoy select episodes of Detailed in video form. That's right. Detailed is now available on RCAT's YouTube channel. Now, you may be thinking, I already listened to the podcast. No need to watch it on YouTube. Well, trust me, if you don't want to miss out, even if you're an avid listener of the podcast, the video format is a completely different experience. Not only is it like hanging out with us, but you also get to hear parts of the conversation that were left on the cutting room floor. You can also see the photos, drawings, and video as we discuss the incredible projects that are featured. Come join us on YouTube. Follow the link in our show notes, and let's get into the details. This is an original podcast by RCAT. Try the number one most used website for finding building product information and save time and money. No registration is required with RCAT, so try it today and get ahead on your next project. Visit RCAT.com. That's A-R-C-A-T dot com. Hi, Sharice here. I recently had the opportunity to join the RCAT team at GreenBuild's 2023 International Conference and Expo in Washington, D.C. GreenBuild's 2023 theme highlighted the decades-long legacy and unwavering commitment of the green building movement to transforming the built environment to serve, prepare, and protect our communities in a rapidly changing world. I spoke with several interesting people who are committed to that effort and had a ton of great insight to share. We are bringing those conversations to you here on the Detailed Podcast as bonus content. Enjoy. My guest today for our bonus episode is Neil Tiger, PhD, MIES, Vice President of Innovation and Market Development at Kingspan Light and Air, North America. Neil has over 30 years of consulting and education experience, working in the energy slash lighting slash daylighting design and research fields, specializing in the design and application of advanced lighting and daylighting systems for commercial building applications. Neil, so nice to meet you. So nice to be here with you today. Thank you. Well, thank you. Nice to be here today. I'm happy to have you, especially since Working in the building science world, Kingspan is part of my world on a more regular basis, and so I'm interested on more than one level to have this conversation today. So, you represent Kingspan Light and Air and Solitude International. We all know that sustainability, net zero, decarbonization, energy efficiency, and just healthier buildings in general are more important than ever before. So my first question for you today is, tell me what Kingspan, Lightner, and Solitude are doing to contribute to these efforts. Okay, well, most importantly, Kingspan Group is a very interesting company. So we consist of a large selection, an array of uh, industry-leading sub-brands for products that address virtually any architectural product need that we would have today. We have different divisions around the world. We're a global company, uh, but sustainability is at the core of everything that we do. So in a, in today's age where we have companies that are greenwashing, they're claiming that they're sustainable, but they really don't limit on a day-to-day basis. I have to say, Kingspan is very different. We limit. So we're a publicly traded company and we have four pillars of sustainability. 
that we actually measure across all of our global entities and that we, we report annually to our shareholders on how we're doing to our 10-year sustainability goals. So we have goals relative to energy and energy conservation. We have goals rel relative to decarbonization, goals relative to water utilization, minimizing the use of water in the manufacturing process or using rainwater where appropriate uh, in manufacturing processes. And then we also have goals relative to circularity, where rather than just letting products go to waste and get go in, into the landfill, how do we take problematic materials and find uses for them in the buildings of tomorrow? So we're constantly innovating new technologies and new materials that allow us to do that. So that's, that's what we do. That is what we live by every day. Every decision that we make always comes down to how does it affect our four pillars of sustainability. I think what makes Kingspan truly unique, though, is that not only do we live and breathe sustainability in all aspects of sustainability and try to lead the change, uh, charge of sustainability moving forward, but we also then are a conglomerate of products, this toolkit of products. So now the design community knows that when they come to Kingspan and look for a specific product or solution, that they will have consistency in information, whether it's lead-related data, performance data, certifications, specifications, even just literature itself, that's all consistently provided in a way that you know what to expect, you know where to find it, that makes your process as a designer or a design professional easier. Try to remove the guesswork. And most importantly, we try to present everything in a, a way such that we allow you to make your decision. We're here to inform it and help you choose the best solution for what your needs are. And again, I guess that's the nice thing about being this company, these many innovative products, is that we have so many different products to choose from. Our goal is to help you choose the right product for a given purpose or reason in your project and let you run with that. Well, and you know, we, we appreciate that. Uh, there's nothing that drives me crazier, especially with the larger companies that have a lot of different products. Mm. You have to go 25 different places to find yes. the information I need, because I need to see all the information. I need to see the details, and I need to see the guide specs and the product data sheets and yes. e EPDs and HPDs and whatever it is you have. I tell manufacturers all the time, my dream is I click products, yep. and there's an alphabetical list of all your products. Yeah. I click that product, and on that page is a link to every single single one of the resources I need, including properly written guide specs. Yes. That is yes. my so dream important. for so this important. world. I would get my job so much done so much faster, Yes. Absolutely. and I likely would do it more correctly as well. Absolutely. Uh, so it, it's knowing where to find the information, knowing what information exists, and then you're right, having it in the format where you can easily apply it. You're not having to reinvent the wheel on every project or with every product in a project. That is what we're trying to do. Glad to hear it. Good. So I would like to hear, I've been asking some of my guests today, I would like to hear you choose a case study or two or three, or we don't have time for 12, but a case okay. study or two on a 
a project or projects where you use Kingspan products to help make a more sustainable, right. healthier building? Well, if we had 24 hours, I could keep on going because with our, our wide array of products, we have a lot of projects to talk about. By a, a really interesting one that comes to mind is in today's post-pandemic environment, we see adaptive reuse of buildings being a big concern. So how do we take an existing building that is no longer functional, give it new life, a new purpose, and make it a meaningful space for the building occupants to a new life? So uh, a great example, actually, one of my favorites, is a project in Fergus Falls, Minnesota. It's the Lincoln School. What makes it unique is that Lincoln School is a charter school system, and they needed a new school. And rather than having to build a new school from scratch, they found an old Target store. So picture a big box retail store with about windows. How can you turn that into a school and then make it something that's going to live on? And one of the unique products that we offer is the, the solar tube tubular daylighting device, which is an optical system top to bottom. So it's not a skylight. It's a unique third typology of fenestration that allows the architect to apply daylight with the ease of any other lighting equipment. So the, the product is optical top to bottom. It allows the product to selectively harvest beneficial angles of light exclude problematic angles of light and it actually by its very nature adapts to the climate over the course of the day over the course of the year to harvest and deliver daylight in a meaningful way to the interior of the space so in effect what they were able to do was take this windowless target and turn it into this beautifully daylit school where every room has its daylit made for electric lights throughout the day Students get all the psychological and health benefits of daylight. They also get the psychological benefits where daylight as a light source is dynamic, plays a key role in keeping our brains awake and engaged in what we're doing. So it actually makes the teachers more efficient. So we see higher scores, standardized test scores associated with students in daylight classrooms for that very reason. And so in the end, we took this old derelict target store and have this really beautiful new school. You know I'm gonna be looking that up because yes. I'm, I'm trying to, I, I've only heard of somebody taking a department store and turning it into a school one other time. Yes, yeah, um, yeah. Great, I'm not saying it great, doesn't happen, I've just personally yeah, I, I, heard I, I, that, I think it's rare, I think it is rare because you know, you think of most stores, what school design of the 90s progressed the point where schools were windowless because windows were seen as a, a point of distraction. Yep for students, whereas now we understand that windows, daylight, are key to actually that psychological connection that allows the students to be actually better, more productive. And so, yeah, it, it doesn't happen very often, but Lincoln School is a great example of where it really does work. Any other favorites? Oh my gosh, so many. Uh, so, okay, so that'd be an example of a TDD. We took an existing building, we retrofitted it with a rather unique uh, daylighting solution to give the building new life. So that's a great one. I think another one, we've got Ecofiber, which is a unique company where actually it was uh, the 
LEED Platinum certification was achieved for warehouse and distribution. And so again, TDDs were used to fully daylight, not only the office spaces, but also the manufacturing clean rooms and the warehouse fulfillment spaces. So that was another application where we took an existing building and modernized it, made it more efficient, more sustainable. Other beautiful projects, we can, on a smaller scale, are using different products. We have all sorts of translucent wall systems where the actual skin of the building now becomes uh, a source of daylight. And we can integrate uh, windows for view and have very controlled views the outside, but now balance the wall system, the breadthness of the wall system, so the wall itself is emitting light. So you wind up with this, these beautifully crystalline luminous boxes. And so there are a lot of different applications where we use variations of our translucent systems, but there's a, a, a great product in Madison, Wisconsin, or project is a, a neighborhood uh, fire station, where again, these translucent walls define the building, emitting light by day, but then by night, becomes this really interesting neighborhood peak because now the building itself becomes luminous and is almost like this comforting point of reference for the local community. Yeah, gosh, daylight is so expressive. Not only does it play a key role in how we interpret the space around us on the inside, but it also can become a really important way of giving the building a unique personality. And it has uh, establishes a unique personality. Daylight is form giver oftentimes for the architecture just picked right out of the middle of all of that when you were talking, I believe it was the Ecofiber yes. project. You mentioned putting that daylight in a warehouse. Yes. We all know that warehouses are not typically warm, fuzzy places. No, they're not. And, and not typically places you get a lot, if any, daylight. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and then just that jumped right out at me that what a great way to make that a more humanistic. Exactly. Yes. Thank you. Yes. You know, you think about it, you're exactly right. A lot of us, uh, we just sort of glance over warehouses like, oh, it's a unimportant space. But you have critical tasks going on in the warehouse. You have people who are working diligently to sort product, pick product, be able to discern nuances of product on a, a big warehouse rack. And daylight is really important because it provides perfect color resolution. So we can pick product based on color. It can provide very high quality illumination for reading fine print text. So visual acuity is enhanced through the use of daylight. But then you're right. It's the nuances of daylight as a light source that then makes the, the occupants more engaged and more productive as well. And I don't know. I it's not that I've never thought about it before, but I don't know why I'm thinking about it this way right now, just based on you saying that, but it really did. It triggered this thing in my brain that for so many years, oftentimes, not always, especially on the more utilitarian kind of buildings, people focus mainly on what does this building need to do, but not about the people that have to be in that building. In some cases, especially warehouses, yes. 24 hours, you know, people yeah. are in there 24 hours a day. Yes, yes. And, and how that affects them. And I mean, we all know, especially after COVID, that everybody's looking at the workforce in a different yes. way. And the workforce is looking at the working world in a different way. Absolutely. Because at the end of the day, the building's useless without those humans. That's right. 
That's know? right. We build buildings for the people, and we've lost, for a long time we lost sight of that. But I think that the the nice thing about being here at Greenville, I mean, certainly USGBC and the lead rating system really changed our perspective. What is sustainability? And so sustainability was no longer just energy efficiency or energy efficiency wasn't the end all be all. We realized that we could have these beautifully energy efficient buildings that were really awful to be. And so through the lead rating systems, the framework of analysis or assessment of spaces changed. So now we're balancing energy efficiency with human being and the, the needs of the human being in the, the space itself. How we're really addressing those needs. Well goes one one step further. So now with the well standard, now it's all about how is the building affecting the occupant specifically, making the occupant happier and healthier more productive, which is a huge innovation in the industry. It's, it's actually a huge sustainability. It is. It you is. can't keep people in your building. You're not no. going to keep your building. Exactly. You exactly. know, and I just I, I guess I never thought of designing the pe- for the people aspect no. of it as a sustainability feature, but it, it really is. It is. It is. It is. So the acceptance of the building by the occupants will determine whether a building has persistent technologies or whether the system is big. Because ultimately, if we're not comfortable, if we're not happy in the space, we will defeat controls. We will change the environment around us to make it more of what we want. So we have to be able to design the buildings in a way, providing the amenities that people expect or desire in a way that makes them happier and more productive in general. Kind of like my contract writer list that I send to everybody that nobody has ever honored because it's ridiculous. We got to have these things to be happy, right? right? We do, we do. Finally, tell me what sustainable products I know there's tons. Yes. So you're going to just have to pick some okay. ones you okay. really want to focus on. Okay. Kingspan Light and Air and SolarTube International have to offer to help us design professional design professionals reach these sustainability goals. Right. When we have to take something a step beyond right. maybe what we would yeah. do on an average day. Sure. What do you have for us? Well, I mean, certainly when we look at sustainability, daylight is always going to be my go-to resource or feature of a building that I want to address. Because when we properly apply daylight, so a lot of us, when we think of daylight, we think of a window, right? But also when we think of daylight, we associate shifting patterns of light. We think of glare. And I kind of want the listener to realize that modern daylight systems today are very different. They're dynamic. They allow the architect or engineer to precisely engineer the visual environment of the space, where we minimize contrast ratios while providing balanced illumination in all directions. We do that with daylight systems today. So the the Kingspan products, the nice thing is that we don't have just one product. We have an array of products that the architect can mix and match and use in very unique ways to create these incredibly emotive dynamic spaces for for the occupants and to create these incredibly dynamic buildings when viewed by passers-by. And so, okay, so how can we address sustainability? Well, when we design the building using energy-efficient daylight products, so any of uh, the Kingspan translucent 
facade or top lighting solutions or a tubular daylighting device such as the solar tube product, when we design the building appropriately, we can actually ad admit the light that we need to see. So we displace the need for electric lighting. We start to remove, reduce the carbon footprint of the building. We reduce the need for air conditioning, again, if we do it properly. So we start to greatly impact the energy and efficiency of the building. And that can be a profound, have a profound effect on the sustainability of the building. But also, when we're using daylight as the dominant light source, we are now also addressing the human being, that, that factor. And we then can assess the performance of the system using metrics that we use in LEED, such as annual sunlight exposure, which is the presence or absence of problematic shifting patterns of light. So translucent system, optical systems such as TVs, allow us to have daylight without shifting patterns of light, which is good. We can also assess it from daylight sufficiency standpoint, such as spatial daylight autonomy, which is a time-dependent distribution of light for uniformity over the space. So again, when we start to address that those daylight performance factors, we see lead points for daylight sufficiency also playing a big role. So energy efficiency, human performance become key factors, but then also we look at material resources. So choosing products that either have high recycled content, low embodied energy, low carbon footprint of the product itself, either in manufacturing process or due to how it improves the operational efficiency of the building or its life. That becomes a key thing that we address with our products. Uh, we're constantly innovating new materials. We're constantly maximizing the presence of recycled or upcycled materials in the production of our systems. We're inventing new materials to upcycle uh, problematic materials so they don't go into the landfill. That's a third key thing that we can address, recyclability of end of life too. Thinking about what happens to the, the product when the building is done. Can we reuse that product in a new way or how can we make sure that it doesn't go to the landfill? So using materials that can be recycled at end of life, or can be maybe re-envisioned as a new installation. Those are all things we're trying to address in the It's been interesting doing these interviews so far here and hearing how the narrative around sustainability has changed. Mm -hmm. Different buzzwords and yes. different, different things that are important than say five years ago. Yes. Or 10 years ago. You know, for, for a long time it was all about the red list and low VOC content. And is it on the red list or not? EPDs and HPDs. Yes. And now it's it's a whole different conversation. It is. It's exciting. Yeah, it is exciting. And, I think and, it's, and, and it's, it's delving even into yeah. more, I think, deeply penetrating mm -hmm. difference-making products and systems and and just processes Absolutely. you know beyond some i mean we had to start somewhere but it's, it's going deeper you know and you every time you hear carbon you know this is going to be a conversation i'm going to have to there's a lot to be get out a dictionary for but we have to hammer so out much, well yeah. what, when we talk about carbon footprint or you know how do we define it we're still learning how to define it how do we uh, assess a product over its life 
And I think oftentimes we become very focused on the embodied energy or the carbon associated with the production of a material, but we lose sight of how a product or material is used over the length of its life. And so a product that has low carbon associated or low carbon footprint, small carbon footprint associated with the initial manufacture of the product, but it has a lifespan of five years, it's going to be very different from a product that may have a higher carbon impact when it's made, but the product lasts the life of the building. That's a game changer. Right? And, yeah. and, uh, and as an industry, we're figuring that out. How do we assess those long life materials? I'm just glad we're having the conversations and we're actually, I mean, really, it's not just lip service anymore. Yes. You know, really paying attention to how can we make a difference and you, you can only hope that's going to go even further every day. Well, and we're, we're developing the tools now where, where the consumer or the specifier now really can make an informed decision. They're not just relying on someone's work. We have third party resources where you can say, yeah, I agree with, with what's being said and I will support this product or use this product. Neil, this has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking, I know how busy you all are, especially at these conferences. So thank you for taking the time thank out you. to come and I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. me. This has been a, a joy as well. Well, let's hope we get to do it again. Absolutely. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and want to learn more, Visit rcat.com forward slash podcast to see photos, details, and more related project and product information that we discussed today. While you're there, take a look around rcat.com. For over 30 years, rcat has been the resource for AEC professionals to find the right products for their project. Try rcat and see how their tools can save you time and money and help you get ahead on your next project. Visit rcat.com. That's A-R-C-A-T dot com. If you enjoyed the show, you can support us by subscribing, leaving a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, and sharing this with your friends. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back to share more stories and lessons learned to help you navigate your next project.